broadcasting from Woodstock, Georgia. Welcome to Soul Solutions, a show where we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs. I'm your host, author, and certified life coach, Terry Kozlowski. Episode 1, The Soul Desires to Expand and Be Authentic. Rumi asks us, when will you begin that long journey into yourself? I think today is that day. Do you hear what your soul is saying to you? Can you recognize your soul's voice? It's that gut feeling, those positive whispers of encouragement, that line you hear that makes you gasp. Your soul's ultimate desire is to have you expand and become your authentic self. The journey is the reason that we're here. We were born unafraid. We come into this world knowing that we're beings of light. We understand that we're worthy. We recognize that we're here to love and be loved. We come knowing what our purpose is supposed to be. We're fully aware of our potential, confident and ready to fulfill our purpose, moving forward into the unknown without fear, because fear is a learned behavior. This unknown that we move into shapes us, and that first unknown that we encounter is our family. We are born into this earth school. Our parents give us a name. Mine is Terry. They give us a religious belief. We're born with an ethnicity into a family that has its own set of baggage that it inadvertently passes on to us. This new family tells us who we are, not necessarily allowing us to develop as the spirit intended, as a human being of love. The adults around us start to impose their beliefs, their conditionings, their rules of behaving, which drowns out our authenticity of the child that we're to become. So the first whispers of our soul helps us to remember who we are, a spiritual being. The heart's voice or our soul is the part of us that is connected to the source, to spirit at all times. It's the part of us that always was, always is, and always will be. We are energy, which can't be created nor destroyed, only transformed. And we are currently being expressed in the form of an individual human being. We all take this journey in some form, and we need to reconnect to spirit, but we have to be aware of the disconnection. Despite knowing the significant causes of my fear-based living, it took me decades to realize that I wasn't my authentic self. In my 20s, I realized I was codependent. Due to my mother's alcoholism, I became a caregiver to her at a very young age. When she abandoned me on the streets of Albuquerque, New Mexico, 1,700 miles away from my family, my egoic mind solidified the incorrect mindset. I started to believe that I needed to do certain things so others wouldn't leave me. Regardless of my codependency, I was fiercely independent. Taking responsibility for my life was essential for me to move from being a victim to being a survivor. But I overtly shunned being controlled by others. This fear of not being in control of the situation ended up being a defense mechanism that was helpful for me for a while, but in the long run ended up being harmful, as most defense mechanisms do. Basic self-care was not something I practiced, which is another sign that I was disconnected from spirit. Self-care is everything that we consciously do that is a part of caring for our mental emotional, and physical health. While it's a simple notion, it's sometimes very frequently overlooked. Self-care is vital to improving mood, reducing stress. It's about refueling ourselves so that we can continue to live life fully.
The placebo effect is a clear scientific example of how the mind has significant influence on the health of your body. If a person expects a pill to do something, then it's possible that the body's own chemistry can cause effects similar to what a medication might have caused. So how do you recognize the soul's call? Everything is made up of energy, and our brain uses thoughts as its energy source. In his revolutionary book, Biology of Belief, Bruce Lipton discusses how the subconscious programming from our childhood is an automatic reaction our ego uses to move through life. But for us to rewrite this automated software, we have to become aware of how we respond. The soul is always trying to communicate with you. For years, I chose not to listen to what my gut was telling me, so my soul forced the issue. At first, I was physically getting upset stomachs, and since I didn't pay attention, that led to ulcers. Then after some time, I started having panic attacks, and that led to pleurisy, which is a swelling of the lining of the lungs. I was stubborn and still didn't pay attention to the cries of my soul, so my appendix ruptured, which led to peritonitis. Only then, when my life was threatened, did I stop and clearly hear the cries of my soul. Did you know that only 5% of disease is genetic? The rest of the disease that we feel in our body is a result of our lifestyle. So if you don't pay attention to the whispers of your soul, look at what your body may be trying to tell you. There are unique voices that we hear in our heads. The first one is the voice of others that plays through our minds for decades if we don't recognize it's there. These are the old tapes of things that our parents, family, friends, the bullies from high school, and our teachers told us. Their opinions and thought about us, our choices about our worthiness. They unwittingly programmed us to feel that we have to live to their expectations and we allow them to maintain this power over us. We need to turn these tapes off and consciously change who influences us, if anybody. The egoic voice is the one that puts duality into our world and disconnects us from others. The ego is what allows the hierarchies of love and acceptance. The heart clearly knows that there is no hierarchies of love. Only the ego wants to be above everything. This selfishness comes from a place of fear, which is the constant state the ego wants us to be in because it cares about how we look to others. It fights to be in control, but this fearful state is an illusion, which can be overcome when we look at the circumstances with the eyes of love. The divine, which is pure love, connects directly to the soul, and it has no fear. The third voice we have is the soul's voice, and this is who you really are. It's the energy present before you were born into the physical body, and it's the energy that will go on when this body dies. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed, only transformed. This is a scientific principle. Therefore, your soul has been and always will be. It's your pure essence. Your authenticity is found in your soul. It always tells you the truth and in a loving way. Its desire is for you to grow and expand from the situations that life presents the lessons for us to learn. To recognize the soul's communication, we have to get quiet and sit with ourselves because in the silence is where we find our truth when the soul speaks to us. So why is silence important? I recognize that the mind won't stop thinking. Mine certainly hasn't. But being mindful is the ability to suppress the innate chatter of the egoic mind. It's the ability to have the egoic, fearful thought without believing that the thought is true. Like clouds moving through the sky, 
Our thoughts are ever-present, floating around in the wind. Notice them, but let them go. Don't attach to them. Just because you thought them doesn't mean that they are relevant or meaningful to your soul. By getting quiet, you allow your soul to center you. This silence allows your authentic self to lead you. The soul recognizes if the thought is pertinent and has meaning for your current situation and thereby keeping you from attaching to the ideas or feelings you have. At the soul level, there is only silence. Thoughts come from our egoic mind. Your true identity is linked to your soul, not your egoic thoughts. The quiet mind that observes without attachment is the silent witness to your life. Let's talk about the silent witness. As the witness to your life, you can let go of the judgment associated with thoughts that we label as good or bad. This non-judgment allows us to release shame and guilt as we no longer identify with them. We can watch these thoughts go by because they don't belong to your true self. We aren't trying to stop the mind from thinking, but we don't want us to attach to them and create more of this type of thought. When we connect or identify with an idea, we begin building our lives based on a single random thought. For example, I believe that I wasn't level because my mother abandoned me, so I began unconsciously pushing people away. By forcing them to no longer be friends with me, I proved to my egoic mind that I was unlovable. This illustration from my life is how I created a reality that matched my egoic fearful mind, that everyone would leave me and I'd be alone. So we need to observe our thoughts. To witness your thoughts, you need to be fully present in this moment. You need to recognize that you have a particular idea in your mind. You're not trying to repress it, just witnessing that it's there. By acknowledging it, you are disintegrating its power. Then you can allow your mind to drift on to the next thought. Be still and take no action. Be with the idea and let it go. This one was really tough for me because I'm an action-oriented person but I needed to just be with the thought so I can move on. To be a witness, you must sit still. Deep breathing may help you get the calmness to envelop you. Be silent. Let it wash over you. Feel the sense of peace and calm. This silence allows your soul to arise and point you in the direction it wants to lead you. By observing your thoughts, you are then able to release them and move forward without guilt or shame. There is no judgment for the ideas you have. I am not my thoughts, and neither are you. Who we really are is beyond our mind. It's our soul. The soul connects to spirit, is who we are, our authentic selves. It's not about believing, it's about being. We are the gap between the thoughts. So by witnessing the thoughts, we become more aware of our true selves. So as each idea comes and goes, we repeatedly discover who we are. Over and over again, our authentic self gets reconfirmed. Over time, we come to realize that our thoughts are separate from who we are. You begin to own the experiences you have more than the ideas and feelings you have. As a witness to your thoughts, and by releasing them, you allow the encounters you have to develop your reality. Hidden in this awakening is the ability to see that our personality is the perfect expression of our unique, authentic selves. The beauty of who we really are is recognized as has always been there under the egoic mind. So let's talk about soul growth. Growth is about developing, processing, advancing, and evolving. The lessons we learn and apply to our life are how the soul grows. It also is about recognizing the self still exists without the body. 
It realizes the belief systems we were programmed with and the need to reevaluate them regularly to see if they apply to who we authentically are today. We develop and our soul learns the lessons it's here to gain. Some of these teachings are about how to connect with others in loving ways or valuing the differences and accepting ourselves and one another as we are. We are all learning how to understand our egoic minds and overcoming living in fear. Another example is developing ways to communicate with spirit and understanding the messages that we receive. For us to know that we have learned the lesson, we have to be tested. Testing implies struggle and the potential to fail. Growth also involves pain because sometimes the only way we learn is through a painful process. Since growth is about gaining knowledge and applying, it doesn't encompass the soul's desire to expand. To be authentic requires a transformation. So what is soul expansion? Expansion is about increasing, extending, enlarging, amplifying, spreading out, and opening up. It's the sudden awareness of truth, that aha moment. The epiphanies that we have in life are transformational. But to experience these life-altering flashes, we can't be doing all the time. We have to just be. You being more of who you authentically are is how your soul expands. It's about letting your magic flow through your spirit into the world around you. It's a creative process. Expansion of the soul is having the mind accept what is and allow what's coming with ease, without attachments. The soul wants to have fun, and creativity is a fun process. When we're in the zone, creating something that's never existed before through our being is our soul's desire. This way differs significantly from learning, applying, and testing. We aren't trying to master something or validate ourselves. We are just discovering the magic of our authentic selves by creating through an exhilarating and enjoyable process. When you are in a flow state, you can feel the energy. That's what is meant by the spark of creativity. It's that movement of energy flowing from spirit through you as you co-create and expand your soul to be one with the universe. This transformation is the ultimate conversion from the egoic self to the authentic self. So how can we help the soul expand? The easiest way to enable soul expansion is to spend time in nature. Here we can see the beauty, power, creativity, wisdom, and the caring of spirit for creation. In nature, we can feel the presence of the divine. Being in the outdoors and listening to the music of wildlife is a fantastic experience. I've been starting my days by spending time it takes to drink my tea out on my deck. I have been buzzed by hummingbirds, watched squirrels scamper into the trees, witnessed two fawns grow. The morning songs of the cardinals, the cause of the crows, and the hoots of the owls have lifted my soul to enlightening places. Why don't you give it a try? I'm sure you'll love it too. You can do random acts of kindness. Reach out and reconnect with someone from your past, someone who meant something to you. Or you can embrace the new people that come into your life. When we're open to strangers, we allow our hearts to flow and accept others from a place of love. Create something. It causes new friendships to blossom and allows us to remain close to friends and family. When we're creative, we're in sync with the divine. In other words, we're inspired. And the word inspiration means in spirit. Creativity is another word for playing. It means we're having fun. We're enjoying what we're doing. You know creativity is happening when you have lost time because you are in flow. Whether you are writing, painting, or coding, creativity is necessary. It enables us to take ideas and make them a reality. Through creating, we find ourselves in a flow state. 
where time stands still. We're feeling joyful and all is going effortlessly. Joy is a universal language that leads us to speak lovingly. Share your delight by doing fun things with others. Dance, sing, cook together. Through this time of play, laughter, and joy, we bond with one another. We embrace memories, and it expands who we are and multiplies the joyfulness around us. Also, you can expand through prayer and meditation. Prayer is the conduit for communicating with spirit. Studies have shown that prayer contributes to our well-being. It's two-way communication. We can ask questions, make our desires known, be grateful. We can get answers if we sit quietly and wait for a reply. Utilizing prayer is a powerful internal pivot away from the ego towards listening to our hearts, the soul's voice. Since most of us know how to speak to God, we must learn how to listen to that still small voice, the reply back. The whisper of the heart that we tend to ignore is how the divine communicates back to us. Another way to hear spirit's voice is to pay attention to the intuitive reactions our body has. Our intuition is spirit indicating to us a course of action, but we have to be aware. Meditation was something I learned during yoga class after years of trying. The last activity in yoga is corpse pose, and I think I was able to meditate because my body was tired. It allowed my mind to rest. Through this daily practice, the connection of source is maintained. Journaling is vital for your growth. It's more than just an ordinary practice. It's a keystone habit which affects how you work, how you play, how you live, and how you communicate. I had an on-again, off-again relationship with my journal. Still, once I started doing it every day, it's become a sanctuary. I write three pages every morning. I have the opportunity to be grateful for yesterday and look forward to this day's events. I am purposely setting the attitude for the day as it begins. Each day, be thankful for what you have. People with a strong sense of gratitude, love, and appreciation don't necessarily have more than others. They just recognize and see more beauty in their daily lives. A 2014 study suggests that people who count their blessings are generally happier and healthier than people who don't. In the book, A New Earth, Eckhart Tolle describes how this planet will look when we all transform from the egoic nature to that of living from our soul. It's a world built on hope, connection, honesty, and love. But this world can only come into being if we expand our soul and be our authentic selves. We are all called to journey into ourselves and remember who we are. We need to recognize that our soul is trying to communicate with us and may be doing so through our body. We need to realize that there are three separate voices that speak to us, the programming from others, the egoic mind, and our soul. There's a difference between soul growth and soul expansion. Growth is about learning lessons, applying what we have gained, and being tested to see if we have completed the learning session. Expansion is about being. It's about uncovering our magic and creating with spirit. To encourage the soul to expand, we can spend time in nature, connect with others, because connection allows the flow of love into our lives. As we journey through our thoughts and emotions, we begin to unravel who we are. The soulful, spiritual being is here to love and be loved. The soul is joyfully creating a life based on the wonders we find within ourselves. As you become more conscious of your soul's desire, you too can start your expansion through fun and creativity. Do you need support to help you expand your soul? Do you want a strategy to help overcome your ego's limiting beliefs and live a successful life? If so, please reach out to me via my website, terrykozlowski.com, and together we can make an action plan for you to create the life you desire. 
Join us next week as we talk about where to find the solutions you are seeking. Thanks for listening to Soul Solutions with Terry Kozlowski. If you'd like the show and want to learn more, check out terrykozlowski.com where you can find the links to everything we talked about in this episode. Please subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode as we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs. Thank you.